Hi, I'm Arlen Walker, and I'm live from Pelham's Wasteland, and today I have got another call-in episode. Um, a couple of my friends have called in recently. Um, Spencer Freethrall and Jason of the Nerds RPG Variety Cast have both called in, and there might be one more. I don't remember for certain. Um, I don't think... Well, I can't remember. Um, anyway, so I'm going to respond to a couple call-ins, and I think that's... Excuse me probably going to be the whole of the episode. I might do another segment at the end um, just about kind of, you know, RPG ideas and stuff I'm thinking about and all that. So, yeah, we'll see. Hi, Ireland. Spencer here from uh, Keep Off the Borderlands. I just wanted to call in because um, I found the last few episodes particularly interesting. I've been talking about um, alignment a little bit over on my podcast and had a few call-ins about that and I was very interested by you I think you started talking about alignment and then began discussing the shadow system from the one ring um, I'm not sure if that's also present in adventures in middle earth or if there's something uh, similar to that but um it's, I just find that very appealing, this idea of corruption rather than starting out with an alignment and, uh, you know, how that affects play. So, um, yeah, um, there was something else I wanted to say, but it just skipped my mind. Be back in a second. All right. Spencer's got more to say, so don't worry. He's going to be back in just a second. But I wanted to respond to the first part first, which is to say, um, yes, A, I agree with you. I really like the idea of um, the shadow system in One Ring and in Adventures in Middle-Earth because there is a shadow system in Adventures in Middle-Earth. It works a little bit differently. Um, it's not... Um, you get more shadow points in Adventures in Middle-Earth, and it kind of fluctuates a little more, in my opinion, relative to um, the One Ring itself. Um, but, uh, yes, there is a shadow system in Adventures in Middle-Earth, and it's pretty cool. I think it's a good way to represent um, alignment, not as um, something, A, not static, and B, not necessarily um, structured along the particular lines that alignment is. You know, law and chaos um, or makes a lot of sense for something like a Moorcockian fantasy. Um, but there are other brands of fantasy that I think it doesn't make nearly as much sense for. And it sometimes gets applied in silly ways to all sorts of other things. And um, anyway... Um, but yes, I really like the shadow system, um, and it is in Adventures in Middle-Earth in a slightly different form. Um, rather than counting up towards your hope, it counts up towards your wisdom score. Um, and you make corruption saves to avoid getting shadow. You make a lot more of them in uh, Adventures in Middle-Earth. So, yeah, anyway... Um, I just wanted to jump in and respond to that first section here. Yes, that was it. Um, removing player agency. Um, it got me thinking about something I was playing around with uh, probably, well, more than a year ago. I was trying to put together a sci-fi horror setting 
and I wanted to create a fear reaction table for you know encountering the unknown and the idea was that if you failed a wisdom check your charisma would determine how you would react on a table kind of loosely based on the whole fight flight freeze idea and the the thinking behind using charisma was that if you had a high charisma, you could sort of put on a brave face and uh, style it out, as it were. But, um, yeah, I kind of abandoned that because talking to um, Jason Connolly at the time and getting a bit more playing experience under my belt, it occurred to me, or it seemed that players were quite happy to do things that weren't necessarily in the interest of the character um, if you prompted them to do so or if you gave them that opportunity. And, um, yeah, so I, I kind of abandoned that idea. But, um, the I mean, my whole thinking was around this sort of, uh, we don't know how we're going to react in times of stress. Uh, when you're confronted by something you're not familiar with, that maybe you you don't have the training to cope with, that you are going to behave in an unpredictable and essentially an irrational manner. And we don't know what we're going to do until we are faced with such things. And obviously that was going to be something that players were should be aware of at the outset, that this is a possibility um, uh, I realise I'm, after listening to uh, Sofa Fantasy Crafting's call in to you, uh, yeah, that's is a, a simulationist way of thinking. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what I was going for. But um, uh, I it also, uh, I recently discovered a book called The Mind is Flat, The Remarkable Shallowness of the Improvisational Brain by a guy called Nick Chater. And it's really interesting in that um, essentially it's about us and our behaviour and how generally we act and then rationalise about our actions after the effect. And how much of a role our imagination plays in our perception, how much of what we experience of the world is essentially constructed out of what we already know rather than what we are perceiving at any given moment. And, um, yeah, it's interesting exercises, experiments done where you get a person to choose between two options and then you present them later on with the option that they didn't choose but tell them that they chose it and that person will come up with a rational explanation for why they made that choice even though they never actually made that choice so i mean the implications of that and you know how much agency we actually do have i just found that all very interesting and i thought you might be interested so i'm not sure how well i've expressed those ideas there but um if you're not interested in getting the book uh you might want to listen to i know the author has been interviewed on a few podcasts nick nick chater is the guy's name 
Um, and I found it all fascinating and I thought it maybe tied in a little bit. Certainly, it says a lot about agency and how much we actually have. Um, and uh, yeah, just wanted to say I've enjoyed the last few episodes. Really uh, interesting call-ins you've had there too. Um, yeah, so take care, man. Thanks. All right. So first off, big thanks to Spencer for a big uh, series of call-ins. That's really cool. Always fun to get a series of call-ins. Um, yeah, the the idea about having a table to react to um, stressful or dangerous situations and stuff, I think, is an interesting one. Obviously, there I think there are some games that have built-in like. Um, moments of panic things like that there's a couple i think mothership has something like that where if you um you kind of like lose it because of the stress basically for a little bit um and things things go wrong and all that sort of stuff i think alien has a system like that free allegiance alien um trying to think of some other ones oh um Miseries and Misfortunes, actually, the the kind of French uh, 1648 um, game from the Burning Wheel people actually has morale tests for PCs that you, you make morale tests for player characters um, in addition to non-player characters, which is interesting. It's kind of a, an interesting um, element to that game. Yeah, I don't know how... Cause I think it I think it depends on the type of game that you guys are playing and it depends on kind of the um, the ethos of the game if that makes sense. One of the things, for instance, that I was thinking about uh, a while ago, talking about the difference between sort of older school and newer school games is that it seems like newer school games have often embraced an ethos that you can try X thing, but you're going to have more trouble succeeding or be less likely to succeed. So for instance, that fear effects don't say, oh, you have to run away from this enemy because you failed a save. It's fear effects that say, oh, you get, you know, like minus disadvantage on attack rolls, for instance, equivalent to a minus five to hit against this enemy because you're, you know, trembling and fright and all that sort of stuff, Um, which is an interesting difference in design, I think, Um, partly because one of them really sort of preserves player agency and the other one doesn't. Um, one is obviously more extreme than the other one also. Um, so I don't know. I And I often think sort of the best way to handle it is to have kind of... Um, like I said, I think if it happens too often, if, if the kind of moments of stress happen too often in a campaign game in a one shot obviously you can expect that like a one shot horror game like mother if you're playing mothership as a one shot game you're going to have somebody break down from stress right um you're going to have that that break point reached but in a campaign game i think you can't 
or you shouldn't reach that point too often, partly because it goes against the idea of adventures are, you know, intelligent people. And that's always something that bothers me is the idea of in, in some games that I have played, I have felt like really my adventure is like going to go into something, a situation like this, that that's just stupid, right? The, the kind of line from courageous to completely idiotic has been crossed and that my character is, you know, basically that my character would have to be stupid to, to go in in a situation like this. And I think that's always a, for me, that's a real breakdown in the game that, um, that makes it feel like, Oh, this is not, this doesn't make any sense. Um, Anyway, so yeah, I think it's a real it's a real kind of tightrope balance, and it depends on what the players have signed up for, and I think it depends kind of on the way that the um, the play is being approached, not just kind of what people have signed up for, but the way in which um, everybody in this situation, you know, is it, for example. In some games I have played, it is much more appropriate for a player to say, oh, I'm doing X less than opportune thing because it's what my character would do versus there are other games where the expectation is, no, everybody is kind of, you know, trying to be on the ball, tactical all the time in combat. Out of combat, you can do that other stuff. But in combat, we need everybody to be on the ball tactical. And I think that also, you know, the GM's style ties into that too, that if the GM is, you know, throwing things where you have to be on the ball tactical all the time to, to take them down, then players are going to learn from that not to make kind of, you know, in character decisions that are less optimal than uh, they could be. And so that's a sort of element of, prioritization right what do you want from as the gm or as the player what do you want from the game and what are you what are you trying to to create from it um anyway uh, i think your your idea about the table for kind of flight or flight fight or flight fear reactions sounds really interesting um i'll have to check out the book um the 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 mind is flat i think was that i'll uh, listen to the the message again anyway um but i'll look for it and see if i can um anyway that's uh yeah thanks for calling in spencer i'm glad you have enjoyed the recent episodes hope that my kind of ramblings in response to you have maybe given you something to think about and um yeah thanks for calling in hey arlen jason here just want to say enjoy your last episode as far as um sword and scoundrel goes you know we did ask you you know you didn't intentionally separate us in those three paths like i think you mentioned you didn't expect us to do that that was totally the player choice so the downtime wasn't really an issue because you know, we chose to have that downtime. We, you know, we, we as a group decided, hey, let's go do these things separately. So, but, but I think it worked really well. 
I, I had a lot of fun in that session. Burning Wheel Superheroes. I don't know if that's the best way for me to do my first Burning Wheel game. Um, and I don't know if my schedule would work with whatever you're planning on doing. But if it does, then definitely I would be willing to give it a shot. Um, but, yeah. So, look forward to your next episode. Take care. Talk to you soon. What up, Jason? Jason, obviously, regular caller on the show. You guys all know him. Great guy. Um, wonderful. I think uh, Che Webster described you as the the cheerleader of the Anchorites, uh, Jason. And that was, you know, totally a positive thing to say that you're uh, always pushing us to, to be better and getting us excited and calling in and all that sort of stuff. And that's really great. Um, so big thanks to you for that. Um, yeah, Sword and Scoundrel, the dividing up the players, like I said, I, I wouldn't have chosen to do it, but the way that it worked, I think worked really well. Um, everybody got sort of like a different flavor of clue or clues related to what's going on in the world. And, um, everybody got a chance to show off their kind of different perspective on, the world and on um, the the kind of situation that we find ourselves in, um, everybody kind of played their character really well, and and I think it was interesting for even the downtime players um, to hear about the kind of goings on of the characters while they weren't in the scene, um, and that was really good. Um, so yeah, I think it it worked really well. Um, although I'm excited for you guys to group up back together and compare notes and try to decide what you're going to do next. I have a feeling I know what you're going to try to do next. Although, um, who knows what awaits you in the, the underworld of Virtus, the sewers and all of that sort of stuff. Um, anyway, um, but yeah, uh, Burning Wheel Superheroes. So I was actually able, my buddy Jason Hobbs, uh, the other other Jason, um, I convinced him to do a sort of test experience thing with it um, with me on Tuesday night. So Tuesday night we hung out for a little while and did that. And he kind of had a, a superhero idea that he was, he had come up with before, but he was sort of adapting to this system. Um, and we went through and kind of um, did all the sort of character creation stuff to try to figure out how um, all of it's going to work. Um, for that sort of stuff. And it was really useful. Thanks Hobbs for, for hanging out and doing that. It was really useful to do that in order to um, get a sense of how I want to kind of guide through guide players through character creation next time. Um, as for what I'm going to do with it, I am not entirely sure. I have a couple of ideas. One of them is maybe even do a play-by-post again. I've got that Spectacular Supers play-by-post. Um, the two channels, in-character and out-of-character, still are set up on the Dungeon Musings Discord server. So it would be easy enough to just delete some things and get rid of the, the old stuff and set it up to do a new play-by-post campaign 
And that might be pretty fun. I think it would work well for a play-by-post campaign because you could, uh, I would, I think I've learned a number of things from the first attempt at play-by-post that I would do differently. Like, for instance, I would do all the rolling. Um, but I would say, like, okay, this is sort of your thing. What's your intent and task? And what do you think your kind of role is built up out of? Um, and then a player could say, oh, well, I'm trying to I'm trying to do to get this from my role and I'm doing it in this way. So that's the intent and task. And I think that applies to like this life path and this skill and all of all of that stuff kind of um, combined together uh, to make the, the particular role. And then I would. Uh, set the difficulty myself and roll it and then say like, you know, okay, you failed. Do you want to spend fate points or you succeeded? You get what you wanted, that sort of thing. Um, But I think that could work pretty well. And that might be a fun thing to do. I would definitely do. So talking about kind of things I've learned from play by post, I would definitely do slower paced. I would say that I'm going to post sort of like what you said, Jason, um, for Boot Hill, I think I would do three days a week to give myself some time in between. I would say I'm going to post on Wednesdays and Fridays and Sundays. Um, and if I needed to, I could drop one of those days, probably the Fridays, to um, have even more time between posts, uh, although that would make for a slower game. Um, but having a slower pace to posting playing a game that I think is much more kind of narrativist and free form than uh, mutants and masterminds mutants and masterminds is a really good system. Um, there's some stuff that I should have, I didn't think about the fact that like the toughness rules are going to make it difficult um, to play because it means that both sides have to make a role every time. And what I should have done, what I could have done is said, all right, everybody kind of declare your actions for the round. And then we're going to go through and I'm just going to roll for everything and do all of the actions basically. Um, so that's a, that's a something that I could have done, but I, I did not do that. Uh, whoops. That's not what I wanted. Cancel. Spectacular super. Um. <laughs> anyway, um. But yeah, that's kind of one of my ideas. Is that a play by post burning wheel supers game might be a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, that's, that's sort of one of the ideas that I've got right now. I'm also thinking about like, what could I do with, uh, you know, if I, if I could find another session during the week to run it, um, I've got stuff on one on alternate Tuesdays, but I could do the other Tuesdays, but that's kind of hard to do, um, with some of the stuff that's going on just in, in real life right now. Um, it's kind of hard to be kind of consistently available for those Tuesdays. Um, hard to be consistently available, to be honest, for, for all the games that I'm signed up for. I seem to be missing a number of games. Um, 
So yeah, that is That is what I am thinking about a little bit, just a little bit, not, not entirely sure. Um, if that's what I want to do or not, but that's, I've got, that's sort of an idea. Um, and I know you were in the first one, Jason. So if you would be interested in a new, um, a new and improved spectacular supers play by post game. Um, then, uh, yeah, let me, uh, know and we can talk about that. Yeah. Um, I didn't really intend for this section to become that. I kind of thought I would do an extra section about the, the burning superheroes test with Hobbs. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun to talk about. It's, I've got some good ideas. Um, I think I could use a lot of the kind of different material from other, other games and other systems. Like one of the things I was thinking is that it would be really easy to do kind of icon style villain of the week, roll up a villain with some powers and just um, use that as a kind of, you know, guideline for making a, a villain character. Um, so yeah, that is that. Um, yeah, I'm still not sure. I'm not, I'm not 100% on doing play by post as the solution, but that might be a way to get back into play by post to do, um, some fun kind of superhero burning wheel stuff. And I really like the idea. There's a couple of things that would need to change. Like, um, I think what I would rule is that you get your fate or persona points just immediately when something happens, um, that triggers the, the getting of the points and that sort of stuff. Um, and I'd want everybody to be familiar with the rules. So, yeah, that is um, what I'm thinking about. That is, yeah, no pinned messages. All right, I'm, I'm rambling because I'm trying to do too many things at once right now. Um, so I'm going to close here. I'm going to do the outro, and then I'm going to do the other stuff that I'm thinking about um, instead of trying to do it all at once. Um, but I hope that you have enjoyed. Um, if you want to get in contact with me, hit me up on Twitter at CowsFromPowis. Hit me up here on Anchor, anchor.fm slash Wasteland, and you can leave a message just like Jason and Spencer did. Um, you can... Yeah, you can um, find me at all those places. I'm also on Discord on a couple of different Discords. 
and um, I will. Yeah, um, I will be back soon to talk about more of this stuff. So um, I've been Arlen Walker. I've been live from Pelham's Wasteland, and I will see you next time. Take care, everybody. All right, so I recorded all of that last night and then went on to um, do a little bit of work for uh, my, my game, trying to figure out what to do about it. And in fact, I have put down the sort of groundwork for an all-new Spectacular Supers play-by-post game with a couple of my friends, specifically so far, I've got Jason and Spencer um, playing uh, or signed up to play. Um, if you are interested in said game, you should reach out to me and uh, say something. Just, you know, be like, hey, I was, you know, hoping to get in your play by post game. I'm not sure when I'm going to start things up. Um, this weekend seems a little ambitious to me um, to have a full roster, but, you know, that is possible. Um, more likely sometime next week, I think I'll, I'll hope to have a roster of players by then and um, move on from there. Talk about, you know, what uh, what we want to do, what we want to play, um, how we want to approach the kind of um, superheroic thing, if that makes sense. Um, talk about themes, talk about uh, characters, and, and obviously do all the sort of Session Zero stuff of like, here's how you build the character and all that sort of stuff. Um, that is uh, important too. So, um, yeah, Play by Post Burning Superheroes is actually coming together. Um, it's not... Uh, well, yeah, it's, it's not underway yet, but it is happening. So if you are interested, let me know. Um, I'm going to post on a couple of discords asking about players, if there are people who want to play. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the sort of addendum. That's what comes from, I, you know, comes from recording the outro as part of a big section is that I, uh, have to put this after the outro, but that's okay. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's go. Exciting stuff. Um, I'm really excited. Um, I, I did that other play by post game and it was pretty fun. And then it sort of became less fun and I was having some mental health issues and there was Anyway, there's kind of a whole lot of stuff going on with that, but um, it was really a, a good experiment, I think, and um, I feel like I've learned a lot from it, and um, yeah, I am, I'm excited to do this play-by-post thing for at least a little while and kind of see what it's like and try to figure out how it, uh, how it ticks and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, let us, um, that's going to be that.